my name is Ukai Wrights and welcome to episode 4 of Breaking Barriers. Today we'll be talking about what it's like to be a black Muslim. Even though over 50% of the Muslim population in America is African American, I still get asked the question, how can you be black and Muslim? Being black and Muslim is just like being Christian and Arab. The two has nothing to do with each other and you can be one without being the other and they can coexist. And thing is that I often get asked this question more by Muslims than non-Muslims. Although we are always told and taught the story of Bilal, who was the first Mu'adhin and one of the Prophet companions, and he was a black man. With that said, today I have as a guest on this podcast, Nuseba Kritchelo of African-American Muslim entrepreneur at the age of 14. Sayakum, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I can say that. Yeah, so I understand that a lot because usually um, all the schools that I've been to, they're usually like filled with mostly like Middle Easterns, a lot of Arabs, and I'll be like the only African-American student in the class. And they'll they'll think you, like not necessarily they won't think you're Muslim because you know, you're in a Muslim school, but like they also won't think you don't understand like the Quran or you don't understand Arabic or you can't speak Arabic or you can't, like you don't understand a lot of things that Muslims should understand because you're a black Muslim. That's so true. And a lot of the time, they ask you, oh, did you convert or did your parents convert? It doesn't matter if your parents converted. It doesn't make you any less of a Muslim if your parents converted or if they didn't or if you converted or you didn't. Yes. Yeah, like, I know they think because (laughs) they think because we're like, I don't even know how to really explain it, but they think because we're black that we can't be born Muslim or it's some people just think only Arabs are Muslim like or they think that Arabs as a whole like Muslim the definition of Muslims is it being Arab basically like even some African-American Muslims will like they'll be talking about Muslims or they'll, no they'll be talking about non-Muslims and they'll like they won't they'll refer to um, the Kafir as African-American or like white or something they just don't realize that Muslims can be black or they can be white or they can be Hispanic or anything other than Arab yeah Muslims can be anything any race yeah so what are like a story or specific time someone assumed something about you because you were black well since I go to like since I go to Muslim schools, they think that I don't understand Arabic or, well, I don't, I, I don't speak Arabic fluently and I don't understand Arabic fluently, but I know some Arabic and they don't get that. They think that, like, I remember when I went into an Arabic school for fourth grade, they tested me for Arabic and they just put me down a grade just because I couldn't read this lesson fast. And it was the first time I ever saw this lesson in Arabic. So there's no way I could just read it fluently like that (laughs) so yeah they just put me down one grade just because of that and even like for Quran they 
would try and go easier on me because I was African-American. Like, they would go easier on me than they would the Arab students. Yeah, I understand that completely. The same thing happened to me in school before. Every year, they would put me in the beginner class. And then when they actually heard me, like, I finished my work fast, they heard me speak Arabic. They're like, oh, wow, you can actually speak Arabic? It's such yeah. a surprise to them. And it's not even just like other, it's not even other races that, that will think, they'll like think things like this. Like even, it could even be African-Americans who think this way too. Like if someone, if someone says something to me in Arabic and I like answer back, but like I'll answer back in English. If I answer back, they'll be like, oh, you understood that? Like if it was an Arab, they wouldn't say that. Yeah. And a lot of times they'll say things about you in Arabic thinking you can't understand them. Yeah. Although, I have one. So, for 7th grade, well, mostly 5th, 6th, 7th grade, really, um, for my Arabic class, you know, there's, like, different, I don't know what the word is, like, there's different sections of Arabic that we learn, basically. And the grammar part, I was like the top of my class for that part. And when the teacher will tell, when the teacher is like telling the kids something, it kind of bothered me, but nobody understood that it bothered me. When they're, but when the teacher was talking to them and they didn't understand it, like I understood it or I was always giving the right answers, she would always be like, um, Nuseba, Nuseba understands this and she's not, she's not Arab or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of get it because I kind of get it, but at the same time, I feel like it's just something that shouldn't be said. I don't know. It's just something that shouldn't be said just because I'm African-American. It's like you're putting me down because just because I'm African-American and they're Arab, they should understand it more. I don't think that's true. It's a backhanded compliment. Yeah. And then even sometimes in school and not even just in school, sometimes at the masjid, once when I was, I think I was eight years old or something like that, this one sister, she came up to me and she pushed me out of the way. Cause you know, I'm darker than my mom. Uh -huh. I don't look like her. She pushed me out of the way and she went and she stood next to my mom and she pushed this other sister who was also there. And we were like the darkest skinned sisters in the masjid. And then she went in that place right next to my mom. And she said, oh, we weren't allowed to like, be next to them or whatnot oh. and then she was talking in arabic and saying how oh our skin is so ugly and this and that and my mom went up to her and asked her why do you push my daughter out of the way and she said that's oh because she's black and this and that and it's none of her business being in that spot she should be at the end she shouldn't even we shouldn't even connect her feet with her because she's not like a good muslim and I was only an eight-year-old girl trying to pray in the masjid after Jumma. Yeah. The thing is, this is this is racism, but it's different when it's coming from Muslims because as Muslims, we believe that Allah creates all of us. So if you believe that Allah creates all of us, then how can you say something like that to like one of Allah's creations? We're all Muslim, and you're going to say when something, to, you're going to say that to another Muslim, knowing that Allah created her too. And I remember this one time when I was at school, they had this like other program for Quran where you would like 
you would memorize more Quran than the normal subject, like than you would in like the normal subject. So my mom tried to put me in it, and they like they made me work harder for it for it than they had other kids do it basically. And I couldn't do that because I was basically doing two different Quran classes. I was in my regular Quran class memorizing, and then I was trying to work hard to get into that Quran class at the same time. So I couldn't do it. So they just thought I couldn't be in that in the program. But I could have if they would have just let me in, and I was doing only that work. I could have done it. I could have done it. But they didn't give me the same opportunity as they would have gave it to other Arab students, just because I was black. And it's not even only like the racism doesn't come only from Arabs. It comes from everyone, honestly. <laughs> because when I used to go to a Muslim school, um, mostly it was in Guyana in South America, and there was like mostly Indian kids that went there. But there was also some black kids. But basically, since I was like dark skinned, they would all say oh, she's too dark, we can't be friends with her, we can't talk to her, we can't associate with her. Even the black kids would say that because they learned it from their parents and their parents' parents. If you're too dark, oh, it's a bad thing. It's a shame. Yep, definitely. And I think that, like, I remember when I was small, I would always get these looks from other other Muslims and they were they were usually Arabs. They would like look at you like she has on a scarf. Is she Muslim? Like yes, I'm Muslim. Like they think because just because I'm black I can't be Muslim. And I don't I really don't understand that honestly. I I don't understand how if you, you're like I don't understand how you're Muslim and you know the stories. You know how there's you should know that there's been Muslims that are African American. But you look at us now and you see us here and it's like you don't want them you don't want the because yeah and it's like they don't want the the religion to spread to other people they just want it to be close to arabs i don't know well not not like i don't want to say like all arabs do that because like you know i can't like put them all in a group or something but i'm saying like you know it happens yeah exactly so continue from the part about your Quran program yes so basically they made me like to put it in more detail they made me come to the vice principal after school and memorize well recite to her um, a full page of Quran that I memorized every single day and I would also have some ayats or half a page like depending on how much my other teacher gave me I would have some more Quran to memorize and it's like you know it's hard to especially since they're different surahs it's hard to do that it's hard to like remember it and memorize it to her every single day now if I was just in the program and they would have just let me be in the program like they did other Adab students I probably would have been able to do it but you know because I was black they didn't let me yeah, it's like they were prejudging you before they even <laughs> knew you or knew your ability. And then even now when I go to like Islamic functions or dinners or volunteering, people just look at me like, oh, what is she doing here? Why is she here? They question, like, how much do I know? 
and yeah. I always get called if there's another black Muslim girl in the room I always get called their name mm-hmm. yeah I I think that especially like when we're in Arab, like when we're in schools that have Arabic and called Anne I think they always try to test us to see if like we actually understand like I know that happens for other classes like they test us to see if we're actually listening but like especially in these classes for the African-American students or really anyone who's just not Arab they really test you to see if you actually understand what's going on more than they do the other students yeah exactly yep they think you know less because oh you were your first language is not Arabic so they think you know less because your first language is English yeah and And, go ahead go ahead like I understand it I do like no I don't think that it should happen as much as it does but at the same time I kind of see where it comes from but I don't think it's right because I understand that they're at home speaking Arabic a lot with their parents so I kind of get it like for us some of us aren't speaking Arabic at home but I don't understand why they automatically assume that we don't speak Arabic at home yeah that's so true because even there's this one sister that I used to know her she had like everything if she if her kids wanted something they had to ask her in Arabic and she was black her husband was black her kids as well and but she taught them Arabic that way so they could speak it fluently when they grew up mm-hmm. yeah it's like and then also yeah go yeah, ahead go, no, no no go ahead go ahead <laughs> also so I think it also it's like the things that are happening around us like outside in just the world in general filters into that racism mm-hmm. yeah so like it's just like the common stereotype how people always think oh black people are not smart black people are no good they can't be trusted all of those things just filters in and then it filters into the muslim communities and all of that even though you expect them to be better than that because they are muslim Mm-hmm. It's not always the case. Yes. Yeah, I understand that completely. So what were you going to say? Honestly, I forgot. <laughs> That's okay. I'm trying to think of something else, though. But yeah, have... was... Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask if you have any questions. Do I have any questions? Yeah, like a question to ask me about it. I don't know. Well, what is your favorite or the story you hear the most about a black person in Islam? Mainly, I think, yeah, basically mainly what we've already been talking about, but how just because we're black we don't understand Arabic or they just assume we can't speak Arabic or we struggle with Arabic 
or something like we're just basically downgraded for it i guess i don't i don't really know how to say it exactly but I, I think you know what i mean i know what you mean but that's not what i meant i meant like um a story of like a famous person like in islam like like bilal or sumaya Like that. Oh, I don't really have one, honestly. I mean, I think a lot of them. No, I really don't have one. Do you have one? I mean, there's the story of Bilal and the story of Samaya also kind of coincide with each other, because they were both um, enslaved and then they heard the call of Islam and they came to Islam and they were both tortured for being Muslim by their slave master and later on freed. And Bilal became one of the prophet's companions, and as I said earlier, the first Muaddin. And they always talked about how beautiful his voice was when he called the Adhan. And they mm-hmm. said there was no voice quite like his that ever came. And even the prophet, he would, like, he loved when Bilal called the Adhan. It was so beautiful to him. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think that's another thing like we really do surprise we really do surprise like a lot of different Muslims that are African American when they see us do something that they don't think African American Muslims can do we really do surprise them and I think like we should like we should really we could we should keep doing that like because until we keep surprising them and over and over sadly that's what we have to do for them to understand that we can do the things that they can do it's not just towards it's not just for them they are not the only people who can do it everyone can do it yeah exactly and we are just as capable as they are the color of our skin doesn't make us any less than them at the end of the day we all created the same yeah that's that's what i was you just brought back what i was trying to say like i was trying to say that oh dang it just flew out of my head I was about to say What was I about to say? I have to wait till it comes back again That's okay But yeah, that's very important to just remember And they were all created the same We all have blood We all live We all can die We're all human at the end of the day Yeah. So We should treat each other the same way. We should treat others like we want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And I think like the because it is racism. It is racism. But I feel I feel like the racism that it is with non-Muslims, like the non-Muslims that you know, when there's racism with non-Muslims, I feel like it's a little different than it is with racism with Muslims because I feel like I don't know. For me, I feel like it's more touchier. Because we're all Muslims, we should all know. I I don't think that Muslims should be racist at all. Like I feel like no one should be racist, but I feel like Muslims yeah. should understand it more. If we really believe in Allah and we really believe in the things that we really believe in Him and His Messenger, I feel like it shouldn't be like like I don't understand how Muslims can be racist at all. Yeah. And even the same thing like what you were saying we all came from like the same person like they like how adam like the first person we all descendant are descendants of adam right so then we're all basically the same no matter 
our skin color or what part of the world we're from. We all descended from that one person. Exactly. Yep. So I'm going to wrap it up here. Do you have any final words to say or do you want to plug your social media or anything like that? Um, <laughs> thank you for putting me on here and thank you for asking me. Um, I do have a business, guys. I sell glasses. Um, my Instagram is S-P-E-X-Specs, period, Magnifique, M-A-G-N-I-F-I-Q-U-E. Thank you, Rakaya, for having me on here. Thank you for letting me speak on this. You're welcome. I appreciate you being on here while I've messed around. So at the end of the day, being black and being Muslim is two struggles. The struggles and the prejudice that people have against Muslims and the racism that we face as black people in society. And in no way we're saying all Arabs or all Indians are racist because that's not true. And we're just speaking on our experience as a black person going to a predominantly Arab school or a black person going to a predominantly Indian school and being in those communities where there's not a lot of black people. And at the end of the day, as Muslims, we should treat each other like we want to be treated. Because if we are all equal in Allah's eyes, then we should all treat each other equally no matter the color of our skin no matter what walks of life we come from no matter what we've done we should treat each other equally and just as we would treat ourselves or just as we expect to be treated thank you for tuning into this episode of breaking barriers my name is rakai Wright, and i can't wait to keep the conversation going